Welcome to Daily Devoted Sisters and Brothers. My name is Meshach Canyon. Thank you for joining me on this podcast that's all about the kingdom of God and our place in it. We're going to be continuing our mini-series uh, looking at the soul and learning a whole lot about the soul and how it helps us um, really live well, the role it plays in our lives, and, and eventually we'll get to discussing uh, the role of the soul in mental health. And I was really proud to make that rhyme. Um, but anyways... That shows the kind of the kind of poetic depth that I have. In yesterday's episode, I introduced a concept that I'm sure is strange to many people. I asked the question: um, If you were to think about uh, which body part the Bible would use to reference the soul, which one would it be? And um, the the obvious answers that come to mind is you know the brain, uh, the heart. Uh, maybe the the stomach, since it's at the center of human beings, and we know that the soul is uh, popularly understood as the center of of humanity. Um, but then I said, if you read through the Old Testament, you'll see that the soul is is often used metaphorically in connection with the neck or the throat. And that's because uh, our necks, our throats are those places that filter life through our entire bodies. So we take in oxygen from our mouths, it goes down our throats, and then to the rest of the body. Same for food, same for water, etc. And so it's actually growing on me. At first, it seemed kind of weird. You know, I thought maybe the biblical writers were, you know, they needed some, they needed some poetic help. But it's, it's growing on me because I do understand uh, the importance of the of the throat. Everybody understands that. But it, but even the fragility of it. And I think we'll talk about that later, later on, not in today's episode, but the fragility of the throat is also in line metaphorically with the fragility of the soul and the need to really protect the soul. And and actually, we will touch on that a little bit uh, in today's uh, episode. So let's let's dive right in. Um, so that's that's kind of by way of a recap. And I think the, the important question that I introduced yesterday and some of you guys have responded to it was, um, this understanding of the soul, if we keep this metaphor of the soul and the throat being kind of uh, great pictures and a great way for us to understand, it really impacts the way we answer the question, how is it with your soul or how does your soul prosper? The way we'd answer that question is like, well, you know, right now I am in a place where I feel like I am really receiving the life that God has for me. You know, I feel nourished. I feel um, well fed, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, dying of thirst. My throat isn't parched, but I feel like I'm really in a place where, um, I'm connected with God and I'm receiving, um, the life from God abundantly. Um, and, and so that's been helping me think about it that way. So what I'd want to go on today, uh, to think about is, um, since the soul is a receiver, you know, we receive life from God, um, it will be impacted by whatever it feeds on. So if it's true that um, in the beginning, when God created uh, Adam and Eve and breathed the breath of life through their nostrils, down through their windpipes to the rest of their bodies, and human beings became a living nefesh, the Hebrew word for soul, then it must be true that the soul will receive more things it's not just the soul just received from God, but the soul is a receptive thing. And if we put fuel down it, as it were, then it's going to disseminate that fuel 
to the rest of the body. And I'd like to look at the impact uh, of that later on. You know, uh, we uh, when we were growing up, we always used to have friends come from Nigeria and they'd stay with us for quite some time. Well, in one instance, um, a friend of mine, uh, he bought a car while he was here, a really cheap car, something that just used to get by. And when he went to put gas in it one time, actually his wife went to put gas in it, and this was her first time doing it. So she goes to the the uh, a gas tank that has the, the unleaded, and then it has diesel, you know? And oh my goodness. You know, they make the diesel pipes a little bit larger, so you can't accidentally put diesel in a tank that takes unleaded. But she thought she had to hold open the uh, the unleaded hole. And so she has like a pencil. She's holding it open. There's gas getting everywhere. She's putting diesel fuel into the car that's supposed to receive unleaded. Well, I mean, as you would have it, the car ran for a while. But as that diesel started filtering through the engine, problems started to take place. And I think that's the same case with uh, the soul. The soul is meant to run on the fuel, on the Ruach. The Spirit of God is supposed to enliven us and help us flourish. And we see that happening uh, in the Bible. One of the instances I was thinking about where this happened was the story about Jesus and the Samaritan woman in uh, John chapter 4. Remember that Jesus sent the disciples away to, um, to to get him something to eat and then as he's gone, this Samaritan woman comes and they start having a conversation and she leaves overjoyed because Jesus tells her that uh, he's the Messiah that they've been waiting for. Well, when the disciples get back um, and they're, they're essentially saying to Jesus, hey, here's your here's your food. We got your Chipotle or, or whatever the case may be. And then Jesus says to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and accomplish his task. And so essentially what we're to take from that is what Jesus did with his body in engaging this woman, essentially obeying the will of God. It fueled him. It nourished him. It satisfied him. And this goes right in line with him um, saying, man shall not eat by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds by the mouth of God. He's taking in nourishment from God as he uses his body to engage the will of God and do the will of God. So that shows us what happens to our bodies as we take in the life of God by using our bodies to do the will of God. That's how the soul is supposed to uh, to function. So that's the positive way. But then what happens when you put diesel into the car that's supposed to run on unleaded? Well, there's many examples of that, but I think the most popular one, at least the, the one that came into my mind, it's in Second Peter chapter 2, verse 8. And in this passage, Peter makes reference to, to Lot, Abraham's nephew Lot. And let me just read what it says real quick. For that righteous man living among them, and remember, Lot was part of the group that lived uh, around the, the Sodom and Gomorrah area, the people that were destroyed. Uh, the city was wicked. It was full of sexual immorality, full of um, inhospitable behavior. And God was so fed up with them that he sent angels to destroy them. And so this is where Lot lived. So listen again to what what Peter has to say about it. For that righteous man, referring to Lot, living among them day after day, tortured his righteous nefesh, his righteous soul, by the ways of the lawless ones, through what he saw and through what he heard. 
So it says that he tortured his soul, his nefesh, by taking in the behaviors of the people that he was living with, by just seeing what they did, hearing what they said. That was enough, the Bible says, to torture his soul. So in the same way that Jesus used his body to do something that pleased God, Lot was using his body to take in things that were displeasing to God, and it was torturing his soul. Just think about it, man. I mean, this is going to be really important when we discuss the connection of the soul and mental health and the way that we're feeling in our bodies and our brains and the chemical of reactions that are taking place. But for now, I think it's just a good thing to stop and reflect on. Well, let me read that passage again real quick. For that righteous man living among them day after day was tortured in his righteous nefesh, in his righteous soul, by the ways of the lawless ones that he saw and heard. I think more than anything, this tells us the importance of what we feed our soul. We can't just go through life um, thinking that uh, what we take in has no impact. If it's true for our physical bodies that what we take in impacts uh, the way we feel, the kind of weight that we put on, the energy that we have, how much more true would it be that what we put into our souls will impact the entirety of our lives? Because if our soul is in reference to our, our whole life, then how much more will what we do with our bodies, what we take in through our soul, impact how we feel, how we respond, how we're active, you know, it's really important to guard that. So I just, I think I'll, I'll end this episode here just as something to ponder, you know, the importance of what you put into your life through your soul and the impact that it has on you. Right now, I'm just thinking about the the overstimulated days that we live in. You know, you turn on the news and you take stuff in. I mean, in our days, we're taking in more things than anyone in human history. And it's coming in through our throats, as it were. And it's filtering to the rest of our bodies. There's one of my favorite writers, a man named James K.A. Smith. He has a favorite, uh, a famous line that I like to quote. He says, the things you do, do something to you. The things you do, do something to you. And if our souls are disseminating fuel to our bodies, enabling us to live in a certain kind of way, then we need to be really proactive about what we put into our bodies. At the end of Philippians chapter 4, the, the Apostle Paul he exhorts these Philippian Christians by saying, Finally, sisters and brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Feed your soul the kind of stuff that will fuel your soul towards God. The other day, and I'll, I'll close with this, I had a friend who, um, she sent me a text. I've been praying for, for her and her family, and she sent me a text saying, um, hey, man, the last few days I've been starting my day with scripture, with prayer, and praising God, 
and she said, I just feel a lot better. I feel a lot happier. Now, listen, this is no guarantee. But when you begin your day the right way, even even just eating a healthy breakfast, there's an impact. How much more if you begin your right day and begin your day feeding your soul the right thing? So I've said I'll end it with this so many times. So let me say a prayer and then I'll truly end it. Heavenly Father, help us to prioritize putting the kind of things in our souls, in our lives uh, that will give us energy, the kind of energy that Jesus had after his conversation with the Samaritan woman. Help us use our body, our members, as Paul says in Romans chapter 6, in ways that honor you, in ways that serve you, trusting that as we do so, you will keep on pouring into us so that we can grow up into the full stature of Jesus Christ and receive the portion uh, that you have for each and every one of us. I pray that you would bless the listeners, bless them with your presence. Do something miraculous in their lives, please, Lord, so we can hear a testimony about it and praise your holy and magnificent name. It's in Jesus' name that we offer this prayer and for his sake. Amen. Amen. All right, sisters and brothers, I will see you tomorrow. If you have any questions, if you have some comments or insights, then please uh, look at the description. Uh, you can get in contact with me by, by email or just respond to the question uh, on the podcast on Spotify. And I will talk to you next time. Peace. <laughs>